Hold on, my cat is... Get out of here. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Battle of the cats. We should do a... Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> we should do a pip and pick of the week. Whenever she meows, we have to pick that game. What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. Can't tell me it's 8 o'clock and then text me at 7.15 saying you're ready to go. I know. I know. What's going on? I'm actually, I mean, I'm on Central Time this time around. Oh, really? Yeah. Where are you at? Uh, Austin, Texas. Whew. Land of Lincoln. Land of the hole-in-ones. Oh, yeah. Speaking of hole-in-ones, how about that week? <laughs> yeah. That was a great analogy. That was awesome, man. Five and oh. I mean, that, that's what we were waiting for. We talked about it leading up. Like, you know, we weren't too worried about how we had done previously. and That was the week that brought us right back in it. Yeah, last week was so good that Theo was liking his own text that he sent me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you got it. My only one loss was a Dolphins pick, which disgusting. Like, stop betting on the Dolphins. But I'm not, I'm not even, like, mad about that pick. There was the other four or five options I had. All were losers, basically. Because like, oh, I, I, gotcha. didn't, I didn't know what to put in that fifth spot. I just kept looking at it. And then everything that were, were games we talked about that I was leaning one way. You talked me off of it, and I just... I couldn't like put anything else in that spot, so I'm good with a four in one week. Nice. And then uh, Seahawks Cardinals, you owe me a shirt. Ugh, Excited to see that yeah. one. That's the only one you yeah. did not talk me out of. I guess I could have put that in there, but that was kind of a squarish play anyway. Yeah, my 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 personal loss that one was one I should have been talked out of. I think you and I have both like flipped week to week on like backing Kyler. And it yep. just hasn't happened yet. No, it has not. So we had uh, last week bet on Seahawks-Cardinals. I think that was the only game we like adamantly disagreed on. I ended up winning that one. If you can you can follow Theo at Smarter Picks, and then I'm at Top Tier Picks. Together we're at Better Coverage. And uh, what we decided to do on Twitter, because we didn't decide on the podcast, was... That whoever lost that game owed someone else or the other person a Minshew, is it a shirt? Jersey? Yeah. I'd rather be yeah. a shirt than a jersey. I'm not rocking a Jaguars jersey. It's it's a t-shirt, and it is fantastic. You're going to have to tweet it out when you get it. Oh, yeah, that was the plan. Did you ship it here? Did you ship it there, and then you're reshipping it? No, I shipped it to you. I, why would I reship I'd, it? So that's where my brain went. I was like, he's going to have to get it. He's going to have to repackage it <laughs> I, was like, wow. I, I specifically asked for your address I know <laughs> I know but that's not how my brain works my brain thought you were going to get it open it package it up write my address on it and I was like wait he could just ship it to my place yeah that, that is absolutely ridiculous thought but uh, my brain works mysterious ways so quick week four recap why don't you uh, go through it Theo I am the smartest man alive yeah so you and I both on our personal entries went four and one. We both spoke. We spoke to the losses. You had the Dolphins. I had the Cardinals. Um, our wins were 
Bears and Jags, uh, which mimicked our co-entry that went 5-0, and uh, but also uh, added in the Bucks. So, so yeah, that puts our co-entry at 13-7 and overall, 65%. That's 256th place. So uh, we're definitely getting closer, but uh, as a reminder, we have to be in the top 100 to get paid. And obviously, we're shooting for much higher than that. Like, getting 100th is, is not an enjoyable experience. It's, it's barely uh, doubling your money. Yeah. Uh, so definitely want to do better than that. Uh, my entry is at 12 and 8, 60% for 553rd place. And then your entry, 11 and 9, 55% for 986th place. So I think all three of these are in a really good situation to uh, basically – um, have everything in sight and make a run. Yeah, and then together, 256. So we're, we're better together, which we've talked about, which I think makes sense. Tag team, back again. Check it, direct it, let's begin. And, and, yeah, of course it does. So let's yeah. keep doing that. And then, what was I going to say about that co-entry? Oh, no, looking at the, I finally, I know each week I've been saying what are the payouts and looking, like, asking you for advice. The only reason it is, because people listening probably like, why don't you just look it up? Because these website <laughs> these websites suck and it's just has been it, it's <laughs> difficult for me to navigate. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find the payouts, so I finally found them. Yesterday. You can find the 2018 payouts on their website. I th- I th- yes, that's how, that's, that's how good it is. So let me let me backtrack. I haven't found the payouts yet. I found 2018s finally, and <laughs> exactly your thoughts that you just said. I was like, holy shit! You could get a hundredth place and only win a thousand dollars. That's just that's brutal. Yeah, so, I mean, even in my situation where, like, one game meant so much, like, I, I talked about that, like, week one um, with that with that really bad Giants loss, like, one game can end up costing you thousands and thousands of dollars, especially as you start to move up. So mine was a difference from, like, 56th place to, to about, like, 32nd place. But as you start to move up higher and higher and say my situation was 32nd to 16th, that game could have meant like somewhere around like 65 grand. Like it keeps going higher and higher. So um, hopefully we're in that situation, but it'll definitely be like a nail biter down the stretch. If you are, it's just super top heavy. Like I I would guess that 50% of the money is going to like the top five, at least, at least 50%. Do you think that overall the contest is more of like a, a public public contest? In terms of the um, overall plays, I, I think I would assume like, it's slightly sharper. It is. Yeah, especially just like standing in line, hearing some of the commentary when I signed up. But um, yeah, I think so. I, I think like seeing some of the statistics of uh, the percentages of tickets that uh, the public bet on. So, like for instance, I saw ninety-one point five percent of tickets bet on that Chiefs Lions games was on the Chiefs, 77.2% of tickets were on the Patriots. Um, so these were, like, very, very public plays. Um, so I think that's, like, a big portion of it, but there's definitely um, some really solid cappers that know what they're doing, too. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions that we really haven't talked about this much, and it's, it's something, you know, you typically hear when people are, like, kind of explaining sports betting, um, is the books don't necessarily want even money. If they if they feel 
that they have an edge, they're willing to risk it with confidence. Like I, I typically hear like, you know, Oh, they're trying to balance the lines 50 50. So they win the juice. That is absolutely not true because they know in these situations where basically 75 to 90% of the public is betting on the wrong side. They'll take that all day. Yeah. There's a few, uh, like sports book managers. I listen to talk. And a lot of times they'll be like, we're fine wanting the Lions here. Like, oh, of course. So yeah. they're, they they're like, the we're, we're well scared. aware that the game that the game is, you know, 70% on the Chiefs. But we're totally exactly. fine with that because yep. in their minds, they're like, yeah, we're getting a ton of value here with having an inflated number that the public's all over. Exactly. All right. Let's get into it. Soon to be sponsor. Who you got? Video game, what is it? Greatest video game of all time, Twisted Metal? Yep. Oh, no, it's not. That's uh, a very good game, but Donkey Kong is better. <laughs> no. Uh, NBA Jam. NBA Jam is a great game. Uh, that, a great I, there would game. be a lot of arguments against that being the best game, just because it's, it's pretty pretty one-dimensional. There's a lot of people yeah, out there that will get angry, but continue. That's totally true, but yeah, a topic for another day. I'm, I'm a button masher. I'm not like a... New age. You're a buck masher? What are you? Button masher. A button masher. Yeah, I got it. Cool. Uh, But anyway, unlike you, this game has the best sayings ever. Yes. And my favorite from it, it must be the shoes. (laughs) (laughs) For our boy, Gardner Minshew, the second, that, that scramble was the best thing. This guy's popularity is growing by the minute, and I'm all over it. I, Who you got? You know what's weird is I don't remember. It must be the shoes, but I, I can see the guy. I can see the guy saying it with oh like he's God. on fire. Because if I would have heard that, it would have been man. <laughs> you know who else had great sayings was Blitz. Oh yeah. What was the one when you just kept hitting him and he was just like Jesus Christ? Going postal. Yeah, that might have been it. There's another one. Uh, my, mine, I, I am sure you will like, is uh, soon to be sponsor Amino Energy. Oh, yeah. Because we yeah. crushed it last week, and I think for both of us, Amino Energy helps us crush it on a, I don't know, daily or a... Daily for me. Daily for oh, you. Yeah. So Amino Energy, is it's a nice, smooth energy. It's not going to freak you out. You know it's there, but uh, you don't have to take a shit, you know? Um, it's not No Explode. Do you remember No Explode? Yeah. That was what we took in high school when, like, workout energy drinks became popular. And this stuff, that stuff you would take it and get, go into, like, a, I almost felt like I was on meth or something. Sure, <laughs> sure, I was working out and, like, you know, probably lifting more than I humanly possibly could. You feel um, pulsating through your body. Oh yeah, you got those tingles. It felt like there's needles all over you. You'd get a stomachache immediately. Amino Energy's got none of that. It's very clean. You can do it, you know, before a soccer game, before you work out. Um, and a quick note: my old coworker said that they used to have parties at their place where they would make a jungle juice and put no explode in it. Um, <laughs> I'd highly recommend not doing that either, just for Dude, the bathroom situation. Yeah, I. Oh, you're you're right. And like, can you imagine yeah, college they kids? They missed out on a big opportunity. I think they had the opportunity. They probably nailed it. And after they did it, they were like, "We don't need to do that again." 
because college kids are already, you know, all revved up. You put some no explode yeah. in there. Um, I'm talking too little about amino energy, too much about no explode, but amino energy, crushing it. How you feeling about week five? Look, I need to know what I stand to win everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything, call it. I'm feeling pretty good. I think there's a couple games where you're going to probably disagree on, um, but I like it. Thursday night, Rams Seahawks. All right, Seahawks are minus one. I got Battle of National Park Creatures. So for each of these, I tried to put one together. There's some I <laughs> I just couldn't come up with anything. Anyway, line opened at minus one and a half. Over-unders, 49 and a half. The public's about split on this. We just said that the Rams lost 55-40 to 40 against Tampa Bay. But in my mind, that's one of those games you just saw that that was going to happen. It was like, yeah. no one's no one's going to stop scoring here. The game was only 7-0 at the end of the first quarter. And then uh, quickly, do you know how many passes Jared Goff threw? Um, I can't even imagine. Can you throw something out there? Uh, I will say 55. 68. Yeah, I, I should have guessed higher. Whew. So six, I believe that. 68 yep. passes. Let's just assume that's not going to happen again. That is crazy. <laughs> the Rams have beat the Panthers, the Saints, the Browns, the Bucks. Now against the Seahawks, yeah. game didn't happen against the Rams. If the Bucks didn't blow out the Rams, uh, I looked at it, and the Rams would be around a one-point favorite here. And the Seahawks are two and five against the spread in the last seven home games against NFC West opponents. The main thing I'm looking at here is the overs hit in a five straight of those games, but I don't have an official play. Yeah, I'm on the same page. This this is definitely a big game. I think. Uh, Division's up for grabs. Um, but I feel pretty similar. I, I think the Rams do probably bounce back. I don't love the fact that the Seahawks' wins are against uh, pretty bad teams. They won against the Bengals, Steelers, Cardinals, and a. Breezer um, Saints. It, yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't say I'm like uh, too impressed at this point, but I mean, you have to give them credit for the wins. Uh, Russell looked good. Chris Carson looked good. Um, but I feel pretty similar. Like I, I think the Rams do have a bounce back in them. I, I lean to the Rams, but feel similar. I, I think there's just some better options on the Week Five slate. Bucks Saints Battle of Morale. You know you got Buccaneers. <laughs> they're pretty shifty individuals, and then you got Saints who are Saints. So opening line is minus six. Over under is forty six and a half. Didn't get a read on the action. One side I looked at said 65% on Bucks. Other said 61% on Saints, which is interesting because that's kind of how my brain worked as well. uh, Was that initially, my initial thoughts here were all in on the Bucks. Specifically, Winston had an insane game against the Rams. Uh, Their defense is number one against the rush in the NFL, which is something to note. Yeah. Because the Saints, that's what they'll try to do. They have Bridgewater, who all they've been doing is throwing checkdown passes, trying to run the ball with Kamara. So against a number one rushing defense, they're going to have to change that game plan. Uh, will they be able to, or will they be able to, you know, do some play calling where it's screen passes and things to Kamara that are still short, but uh, get some yards? And the Buccaneers held Gurley to 28 rushing yards. So just going back to that number one defense. Saints, their defense showed up against the Cowboys. They only gave up 10 points at home. 
But previous Cowboys opponents were Giants, Redskins, Dolphins. So how good are those Cowboys really? We don't know. That's not to say that they're not a good team. We're just not necessarily sure exactly who they are. Talked about Bridgewater already. So originally I thought Bucks, But then I thought about it more. I was like, is this a classic situation where Bucks just scored 55 and then they lay an egg, only get 10 against the Saints at home? Is this line underinflated? I don't know because Bucks always go back and forth. But I will definitely be on the under in this game. The game has gone under in 15 of, 15 of the last 21 matchups between these two teams. Uh, they're familiar with each other, regardless of the fact that they know that the Saints know that the Bucks are good against the run. I think that still has to be their game plan. And then with what I just said, I could just see the Bucks not having as great of an offensive performance. Well, that's highly likely. They're not going to get 55 yeah. points. But I'm saying that I, I think they could digress um, from where they'll they'll normally be at. Uh, I, I hated that, but because I was on the same page, um, I'm gonna take the the Bucks for my my personal pick. Um, I I do like the Bucks to win this game. Um, obviously, you know, like you just said, they're not gonna put up 55 points again. Jameis is not gonna throw four touchdowns again. Um, but I, but I do see them still winning this game and still putting up somewhere around like 27 ish or so. Um, I, I see the saints struggling. Like you mentioned, uh, the bucks defense against the rush. I think that's a big factor. Um, seeing the saints put up 10 points, that was certainly not impressive. Uh, but I think there's just some additional value with that hook too, of being 3.5 instead of three. I don't personally think this is going to be as as public as you were initially making it out to be. I think um, there's a lot of public stock in the Saints and at home. I think like that's a very uh, consensus thought from the casual better. Um, so yeah, I like the Bucks here. Yeah, I'm struggling with this one. I don't think I can bet on it just because I, I kept going back and forth. And no matter what pick I make, I feel like it's going to be wrong. So I'll, I'll probably stay away, but I'll definitely be on that under. Jags, Panthers, Battle of the Cats was an easy one. Opening line, minus three, over under 41. Action's about split here. Saw a little bit more money on the Jags. Got anything to say about Minshew? Anything more? What more is there to say about him? I don't think there's much more to say. What I do know is that... I- he, he didn't look like he hasn't looked incredible in the first half, but that doesn't really matter because when it's time to show up in the second half, it's just lights out. And my favorite thing was seeing him on the bench when Flacco came down and scored. So we knew that the Jags needed a, a field goal to win or otherwise they lose the game. They just showed him on the bench as calm as possible. He just like rolled his shoulders back. Just like, let's go. It's time to do this. He, he actually had a quote after after the game that was uh, I eat altitude for breakfast. Oh, that's like something like you would say. I, I'm just joking. I just he, made that up. He didn't say that? He did not. But just because you were stressing it so much last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't believe in altitude, so. Yeah, yeah. I never said I didn't believe in it. But yeah, anyway. I, honestly, I think it, it, it was more about Leonard Fournette and him uh, kind of coming to what he should be. Uh, 225 yards. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, two touchdowns. I, I think that was like honestly the big factor as much as 
the Minshew mania has taken over, but that was like the real story for me. There was one drive that the Jags ran the ball 11 of 16 times to score. That's awesome. Which like, crazy. yeah, a 16 play drive running it 11 times is ridiculous. Then you got the Panthers. Allen continues to look good on the short balls. Uh, hasn't necessarily connected on the long ball yet. Doesn't mean it's not coming, but for now, it's yep. been a lot of dink and dunk. That's the term, right? Yeah, sure. Sure. We'll give it to you. He fumbled we'll three times, and the Texans still only scored 10 points, which is a team Texans yep. will get into. They're, they've been very confusing. Uh, Panthers' defense is 23rd against the run, but they are getting to the quarterback. They're focusing on that pass game. They've, they've sacked the quarterback 14 times in the last two games, and overall they're playing very well. And then one thing you mentioned about Cam, which I got back to, is they, they've lost their past five home games. I think last time Cam was in, you are like, did you know he's last, lost his past seven games? So just something to note that that home field advantage doesn't necessarily mean too much against the Panthers. Is a new quarterback. Um Theo, I was looking at this. Do you have? Do you look at how teams have fared against similar opponents? So, the Jags lost to the Texans twelve to thirteen twelve, and then the Panthers lost to the same Texans sixteen ten. I don't. I think there's just too much that changes week to week in terms of team health, um, and then just situationally, the game plans are totally different. I, I typically. Um, don't look at like the they beat them so we should beat them kind of thing yeah i'm gonna bet the under here i lean the jags like it uh like i said Minshew. it it seems like they kind of wait to the second half see see how the game script's going two backup quarterbacks who are playing well but i still think they're going to focus on uh running the ball so i don't know what the right play here is but i i i'm gonna bet the under yeah, I'd agree with the under. Um, I'm going to take the Jacks for my own pick. Um, I, I think this is all coming down to Fournette versus McCaffrey. Um, so I think it's it's definitely going to be a battle, and then I think um, there's like a slight quarterback lean to the Jaguars. Um, I, I think this one's close, but in this situation, I just like the points in the hook, especially being uh, three and a half here. Um, so I just think there's some additional value with that. Raven Steelers. Hold on, my cat is. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There he is. We should do a Let's yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> we should do a pip and pick of the week. Whenever she meows, we have to pick that game. <laughs> Raven Steelers. I got battle of three points because 16 oh. of 32 games. 16 of the last 32 games between these two teams have been decided by three points or less. And the underdog is 19, 10, and 3 overall. Very interesting game here. Don't necessarily know who the Ravens are. They've beat up on bad teams and then kind of got exposed last week. Ravens have given up 500-plus yards, gave up 500-plus yards for the second straight week. Uh, Chiefs the week, two weeks ago. And then before that, they, they beat the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Um, and then, as we all know, at home, got crushed by the Browns, which looking re-looking at the game, it was, it was one of those where the Browns just kept having these massive plays that 
shouldn't have really happened. It was either broken coverage or some missed tackles. Uh, not saying it wasn't shouldn't happen. They're making plays, but um, usually a, a defense is able to lock that down. But the Ravens have just, I don't know, either game script or how the games are going have given up a ton of yards. And then Steelers did everything possible to make things easy for Rudolph. Rudolph. Uh, they did the wildcat jet sweep. Jalen Smith was throwing passes. So even though they say they trust Rudolph, it seems as though they're doing everything they can to make it as easy as possible for him. So will the Ravens be able to sniff that out? And then week prior, they couldn't do anything against the 49ers. Again, reminder, that was the, the game where they had five turnovers, the Steelers, or the 49ers did. So that really influenced the outcome and not making it a 49ers blowout. Divisional matchup. Uh, Tomlin, do we trust his game plan? Overall, as an underdog, he's 30 and 17. So, I'm really, I'm really split on this game. I could be swayed either way. I, but as a home dog, divisional matchup, with all those things I'm saying about uh, how close these games usually are, and Tomlin as an underdog, I, I would. I wrote lean Ravens, but the more I talk about it, lean Steelers. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers in my pick. Um, they obviously lost to the Patriots. That was going to happen. Um, barely lost to the Seahawks. Barely lost to the 49ers. They killed the Bengals. That's not saying much. Uh, but I do think uh, they let Rudolph throw a little bit more. But honestly, this is more of a bet against the Ravens. I'm just not liking what I'm seeing so far. I think that in the end, there's probably going to be a lot of public action on the Ravens. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but their wins, they crushed the Dolphins. Who cares? They beat the Cardinals. Who cares? Uh, they lost to the Chiefs, as expected. They lose to the Browns. Um, I, I just feel like they haven't really proven anything at this point. Um, so because of that, I, I like the, the home dog. I could get down with that. Cardinals Bengals is an easy battle of the winless. Based on your rule, I don't, I don't think we really have to talk much about this game. Cardinals are yet to snap the ball with the lead. This yeah. opening line is uh, Bengals minus three, so a team that just got absolutely demolished on Monday night is now a home favorite. They scored three points against the Steelers, 17 against the Bills, 17 against the 49ers, 20 against the Seahawks. This is a classic Bengals team. Where, kind of like the Bucks, I have no idea what they're going to do this week. They could drop 40 points. Cardinals defense continues to look pretty poor and uh, can be exposed pretty easily. They are yet to, I think I just said, yet to snap the ball with the lead. Tied the Lions, lose the Ravens, Panthers, and Seahawks. They can't stop the run or the tight end uh, for any people playing fantasy. Tyler Eifert might be worth a look, even though he can't really move. The Cardinals can't cover the tight end. And it seems like they have decent drives overall. They just can't like fully put a game together or drives together. So I lean the over here because I could see both offenses just trying to see what they can do and score some points, make themselves feel good, pat themselves on the back. But I can't comfortably bet on either of them. Yeah, this is a ridiculous game. It's a, it's the toilet bowl. Um, I mean, anytime there's this situation of two bad teams, I'm going to take the points every single time. Um, so I lean towards the Cardinals, but this is going to be a toss-up. I like the over, but I like the over for a different reason. 
I think both of these teams are uh, turnover prone, and I think there's going to be a lot of those um, that are going to lead to some pretty easy scores. Um, and I, I think um, when you do have two teams like this, there's inevitably going to be one that probably pulls away. Uh, but I, I, I think it's going to be a super sloppy game. It could go either way. You want some more sloppy Joes? Have some more. <laughs> Uh, we good to move on then? Yeah, moving on. Falcons, Texans. I got no battle of the on this one. Couldn't come up with anything. Yep. Opening line is five. Over under is forty nine. Action slightly on the Texans. The Falcons overall are a mess. Uh, they're averaging seventeen point five points this season, despite having so much talent offensively. Uh. I think last game they outgained the Titans 422 to 365 and only scored 10 points. So Matt Ryan and the, the the offense just keeps driving the ball down or we'll have these long drives that just end with a turnover or field goal, can't punch it in the end zone. For the Titans, that game that the, the Falcons just played against them, it seemed like every big play went the Titans' way. Um, like if, yeah. if there was a third and 15, like a fourth and one. Every one of those big plays, the Falcons couldn't execute, and the Titans did. Reminded the Falcons escaped to the victory against the Eagles at home. That was on that Julio like last second 50-yard touchdown. Um, they were hammered by the Vikings, and then they lost in a comeback effort against the Colts. Texans haven't really put together a game offensively yet. Their line cannot protect Watson. Got six sacks six times again last last game. That's 18 for the season. Uh, Hopkins threw an interception. Did you see that one? That was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. It was across but the field. Throwing why are you having it... him throw across his body? I don't know. I would assume... And, just, and like, uh, they were like decently close. I, I, I think they were right outside the red zone. Uh, it's just one of those situations where like he in his mind is like, Y'all, I'm throwing this shit 100%. <laughs> yeah, and it's also in the coach's mind that they're one of those plays that they're like, we're only running this if you will not promise me you won't do yeah. what you just did. <laughs> totally. You know he's been like asking for that play for like weeks. Let me do it. And then this is his only chance, so of course he's going to throw the ball. Probably had so much amino energy in him when he chucked that. No, oh, definitely. probably no explode. Reports are that Watson stayed after the game to, to figure things out. Again, don't know how much clout you put on that, but... Nothing. The point is that he knows. Why wouldn't he know? They're doing poor. They need to do better. J.J. Watt keeps making plays. It's a deadline at uh, five, so not hitting those key numbers of three or seven. Yeah. Both teams just lost as home favorites. And then... This trend that I, I talked about last week continues. The The Falcons are now 0-13 against the spread in their last 13 games against oh, uh, teams from the AFC. I lean Houston here of the two teams. I think this is a, a game that both of them are trying to going to try as hard as they can to get things right. So like, Neither of them have really done it, so I can see both offensive offenses finally clicking. For that reason, I like the over more than anything. How about you? I like the Falcons here. Uh, I do like the over as well, but 
I like the Falcons here. Um, their losses were to some decent teams, to the Vikings, Colts, Titans. They did beat the Eagles. Um, they haven't looked uh, like the like the Falcons of old. Um, but I'm mostly picking this because of the inconsistency of the Texans. I, I think they're a crapshoot at this point. Um, I, I think we talked about it last week, too, but thought they'd be a lot further than they are. Um I like the Falcons here. I, give me the points. I can't actually. I can't do it, but other people can give you the points. I, yeah, I'm gonna stay away from this one. I'll hit that over though. Bills Titans, very interesting one here. Yep. Titans are a team that I can never figure out what they're gonna do on a weekly basis. Overall, I kind of have an idea where they're gonna land at the end of the season, but week to weeks. Always kind of a struggle. Opening line is Titans minus three. One of the lowest totals on the board, 38 and a half. The action's about even. Bills had a combined 14 punts uh, versus New England. That Patriots game we talked about, uh, that was all about red zone defense. And uh, with those 14 points, I guess just defense overall. We have a injured quarterback, yeah? Is Barkley starting? Uh, for sure, yes. Okay, so how big of a downgrade is that? Is that really? But if if it's a new quarterback, I don't know how much that the new quarterback rule we have will impact here. Yeah, it might. We got Matt Barkley. No one's really going to trust him. Bills have beat the Jets seventeen sixteen. Uh, that was that seventeen point comeback. They took care of the Giants and then a, a strange word, strange, strange win against the Bengals, and then they they just they lost to the Pats. Um, but that defense has given up 16, 14, 17, 16 points, so defense seems real. Titans offensive lines finally protecting Mariota. Uh, he wasn't sacked for he wasn't sacked against the Falcons after uh, he was sacked nine times against the Jags. And then yeah. the Titans D gets three big fourth down stops, like I said. I just there's just zero consistency for the Titans for me. As long as the Bills don't give up a long touchdown or special teams, I think, play, I think this stays a defensive matchup. So I really like the under here. Um, the arguments against the Bills is that this could be a letdown spot for them, just having a, a massive game against uh, the Patriots, and then they're, they're coming to Tennessee. So I like the under. The under is 8-1 and one in the Bills' last nine road games. Um I don't see a lot of points being scored. I don't see the, either teams trying to trying to pass the ball offensively, but I, I don't know exactly what the Titans will do. Interesting. Um, I like the Titans here. Um, despite the quarterback change, uh, the Bills are 3-1, and one, but their wins were against the Giants, Bengals, and Jets, um, which I don't think any of those are necessarily impressive. Um Honestly, if Josh Allen does start, he had three horrible interceptions. Um, Matt Barkley did not look that much better. Um, the man not to be named, Cole Beasley, was like the, the highlight of it all. Um, Mariota with three TDs. Derek Henry looked pretty good as well. Um, I like them at home. I, I, I think this division is honestly up for grabs when you're like um, – I know what's going to happen to them at the end of the season. I was like, huh, I wonder. Because I, I honestly think that they could win this division. Um, 
And I think this is one of those games that they're going to have to win to do that. Yeah, and any team, I do like betting that short home favorites. Minus three is a nice line for a Titans team who uh, just beat the Falcons at home. So I could get behind this. And like I said, I, I do like that this is a letdown spot for the Bills. And they did beat the Browns pretty handedly, too. Truth. I like it. You know, we're about halfway through. Let's stop for a second and do our red zone rants. You know what really grinds my gears? The National Weather Service needs to calm down. Oh my god. <laughs> they really just need to chill out. Now you are a meteorologist. Yeah, you're right. But this is for a different reason. I'm not talking altitude or anything. Last night at 2 a.m., they took over my Apple iPhone, even though it was on vibrate, and made it beep as loud as I, as loud as, as loud as my iPhone could go. And I woke up thinking it was like World War Z, like the zombies are coming. You know that that terrifying sound that's oh, yeah. clearly from the government um, that like you need to wake up. And I was right. like, what what is going on? And my cat is running all around the house. I had just gotten into some nice REM sleep. You know, I'm feeling good. I woke up like, oh, God, looked at my phone. We had a flash flood warning. At 2 a.m., I mean, it was raining for sure, raining pretty hard all night, but do you need to wake me up for a a flash flood warning? Like, what? I'm not going to go outside. I don't, I'm not going to go get a boat. Um, I don't feel like I'm in much, I'm not in as much danger as is worth sending out a emergency alert warning me to not, I I wasn't going to go outside anyway. I got some good news for you. I also live on the fourth floor. Not that they would know that, but, like, I'm good. If everyone wants to come up here, we can chill if the water's getting real high, but... I agree. And I got some good for, good news for you. Okay. So, does Apple Software Developers, because they just enabled, in one of their updates, the ability to turn these notifications off. I'll figure out how to turn that thing off. But then you turn that off, and then something big's going to happen. Eh. I don't know. You're good to turn it off? Eh. I think we're good. Yeah, what's a little flood? Uh, mine is related to basically weeks one through four. I'm calling for a rule change. Okay. Uh, so this happened numerous times this season, and it typically happens at the end of the first half when there is an offensive team somewhere between, like, 15 and 30 yards away from the from the end zone and there's about 10 seconds left on the clock okay so they essentially have one more chance to get in the end zone because by the time the receivers get down the field um basically the play is going to take about like seven seconds and then and then the defense is like lining up right so the defense and this has happened at least five times, and it happened in the Bills-Pats game this past week, the defense is, is just intentionally um, either grabbing people, etc., um, where they basically are intentionally getting flags because the time comes off the clock regardless of what happens. So there's going to be three seconds even if, if the ball moves. So if you were to basically um, get a penalty that – is not pass interference and put them on the one. 
um, it's basically going to be beneficial for the defense. So the offensive team should have the option to put that time back on the clock. That's what I'm calling for. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Vikings-Giants. Giants are five-and-a-half-point home dogs. Battle of the Beasts. Vikings versus Giants. I know you love Vikings in general. Battle of the Beasts. I like it. Do you think they could beat Giants? Like actual... I guess you shouldn't say actual because Giants aren't real. Could actual Vikings beat mythical Giants? I mean, how giant are we talking, you know? I mean, there could be That's an excellent question. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm going to give it to the Vikings. I used you know, to, I, I played God them. of War, and there was a situation where, like you said, we would team up as like four or five of us on one giant. But that's an excellent point. How big is the giant? Opening line, like I said, is five and a half. Over under is 43 and a half, which seemed a little low when I first glanced at it. The early yeah. actions on the Vikings, uh, which moved the line up. I think like right when it came out, it was at like four and then just immediately went up to five and a half and stayed there until the super contest line came out. Vikings were dismantled by the Bears defense. They kept trying to run the ball, which didn't work. And one of those games as a Bears fan and me and you bet on the Bears. Within like the second mid second quarter, I was like, yeah, I was like, they're not going to do. I, yeah, I was like, I don't think they're going to change their game plan, and yeah. this is going to be great. Like, even when the Bears would do nothing on offense, I was like, I don't care. Like, kick, just punt it right back to them. I just want to see this this Bears defense again. Yeah, honestly, I was like, it doesn't even matter how our offense does because we're going to win. Yeah, and Thielen had the same thoughts. Quote here, you can't run the ball for 180 yards yeah. every game. You have to be able to throw and hit the deep ball. He specifically was missed on... Uh, a deep ball he wasn't I mean he became open during that play it wasn't like he was wide open the entire time um, but still missed him there but his point is I don't care if our initial game plan is run the ball I don't care if we have Delvin Cook if it's not working let's do something different which they didn't want to do some nice cousin stat here cousin stat which everyone I think is aware of 5-13 and in primetime games 4-24 and versus winning teams 12, 23, and 2. That's his road record. Monday Night Football, oh he's 0 and 7. Um, but what we so do know he's about. Pretty he's pretty good. Uh, just not against good teams, which you, you usually want. And the Giants are not a good team. So, Dan, well, we'll see about that. Daniel Jones' era continues. Why, when I say they're not a good team, we don't necessarily know exactly who they are yet. We do know in two games, Jones has looked really good. Had a comeback versus the Bucks, and then a solid all-around performance against the Skins. So this total seems low to me. Still unaware of who the Giants are. The Vikings are seven and one against the spread in their last eight games as a favorite, which I think makes sense for those cousin stats I just said. When yep. we want the Vikings to show up, they don't. When we're just like, I don't even want to watch this game. All of a sudden, you look and you're like, oh, they're up forty-eight zero. So. For me, it's a, a get-right game for the Vikings. It's Cousins against a bad team. My struggles with betting on this is that I saw the publics on the Vikings, uh, and I don't necessarily know how good Daniel Jones is. But And I like the under, so hard to bet on a favorite, but my lean is towards the Vikings. I feel like you just like read my mind. Nice. Yeah, I feel like 
pretty much identical. I, I lean to the Vikings. I also lean to the under, but I'm probably not going to take it in the end. Um, Daniel Jones is still questionable. One of his picks was absolutely horrible. Um, I don't know. I, I do see this as a, as a bit of a bounce back for the Vikings. I don't think that Dalvin Cook will ever have 35 yards again. Um, you think he'll? You think he'll have more? Yeah, exactly. Got it. Uh, Cousins got sacked like six times, um, so that was that was a huge factor in the game. Um, I I just see the Vikings bouncing back here. It's a decent amount of points, um, and it's on the road, but I would still lean towards the Vikings. Yeah, and this is one of those after I don't know. I know you don't put a lot into motivation from. Uh, the aspects of like things coming out of Thielen's comments, but yeah. that, that is still something that I think typically a head coach would try to like feed him the ball and try to go more downfield and change your game plan. Oh yeah, that's a thing to ask for for sure. Um, I mean that that could be the case, but I feel like they they also will feel a lot more confident throwing against the Giants versus the Bears. Patriots Redskins, so oh boy. This is a game that goes against your, th- not your theory, what would you call it, your rule, which are two things we, I don't think we touched on at the beginning, but yeah. are things I continue to look at and really make sense, specifically not betting on the best and worst teams uh, so, currently in the NFL. So I want to clarify that. It, yeah, that'd be nice. Not, yeah, so just to clarify the rule that I have, so it's top two, bottom two. I don't bet against the top two teams, and I don't bet with yes. the bottom two teams. There are exceptions to the rules, um, so there are situations where I will do it, um, but I, I typically like to use that as like one of the factors in deciding. So I would be willing to take one of the top teams um, as long as it looks right. Got it. And the action is 85% currently on the Patriots, which obviously makes sense. No yeah, the Patriots yeah. are a team that seem to buck whatever trend historically should go against them. Uh, they had a tough win versus the Bills. They got a special teams TD. I think Brady had like one of the worst performances statistically, like historically in a, in a very long time. That's a weird game. Yeah, and there was uh, there was no big plays by either team. Both defenses completely locked down, even if they gave up a lot of yards in the red zone, uh, either forced a turnover or gave up a field goal. Redskins, not much to say about them, except that they're just atrocious. They've given up 32, 32, 31, and 24 points. I don't even know who their quarterback is right now. Are they going Dwayne Haskins? Do you know? I hate that decision. Like, to put him into the decision they did was just a mistake. They either could have done it at halftime and prepared him at that moment, like, hey, start getting ready, like, you're going in at half, or basically just wait another game. They make this huge signing, in the, or I guess they make a signing in the offseason, um, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, kid, you're in, because all these other rookies in the NFL are doing great. Like, I feel like he was just, like, kind of set up to fail. Um, I I just hate how they did it, basically. I have no problem with them putting him in as a starter. 
Um, but situationally, like it would be different if there was like an injury and it's like, Hey, you're next man up, like gotta go. Um, but it was, it was more of like a decision of like, now's the time. And it definitely was not. So Keenum, Keenum was not injured. Is that true? That is true. Okay. Looking at it when deciding, you know, which way to go on this game, the obvious thing is this is a massive home underdog, which historically is something you just automatically bet on. But a few things in the Patriots' favor, they're 7-1 against the spread following a game in which, following, if they haven't covered in two straight games against the spread, the next the next game they're 7-1 against the spread. They've covered eight of the last 10 games when favored by double digits. And then just after an against the spread loss, they're 52-31. and 31. So that combined with the fact that Brady had a terrible game, I think, they're going to do everything everything they can to just shut everyone up. And I saw some sports show yeah. that was talking about, like, is Brady just a, oh, a, a manager right now? Like, is he just managing the oh, game? Okay. So then I turned the channel and, you know, watched SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> but I see the Patriots trying to get back on track offensively after only scoring 16 points. I don't even see how the Redskins can score more than 10 so in a weird situation, I like both the under and the away favorite of 15 or more points. That's where I'm at. Um, I lean towards the Patriots as well. Um, feel pretty similar. I, I think um, they will definitely put up a bunch of points. Um, I lean towards it, though. I, I think there's still some uh, better games. I would definitely uh, consider this one and table it, but... I actually like the the over in this game. Any reasoning? Um, I I think it just goes to what I, we were just talking yeah. about that um they basically came out with very few points last week and I think this is a huge bounce back for them. Um and you also spoke to the Redskins giving up um some pretty big uh some pretty big point totals for other teams defensively. Um, so I think the Patriots could honestly potentially cover by themselves. Cool. Bears Raiders, reminder this game is in London. I have battle of the I've I got nothing for Bears Raiders. I don't know what how those two are even related. So we'll just should, skip. Yeah. Should have just tied in London somehow, but yeah. Yeah. That would have been smart. Opening line minus six. The super contest line is Bears minus five and a half. Over under is forty and a half. As we've seen the past two, probably three, four games, this over under is one of the lowest totals on the board. Which only fifty eight percent of the money is on the Bears. I say only because I think in a game like this, a situation where the Bears just dismantled the Vikings, um, I would assume that there'd be more money on the Bears from a public side. So Raiders just beat the Colts uh, in Indianapolis. So public might be seeing that too, which uh, could be a reason that there is some money on uh, on the Raiders. But my point is, I think a team like the Bears, even no matter how good they are, the public's going to be kind of scared away from them just because they yeah. they trust a, a good offense more than a, a good defense. Mitch goes down, injures his non-throwing shoulder, and then Chase Daniels looks better, question mark. He definitely didn't look worse, but overall, Nagy's play calling was just like surgical. It was like these very nice three to four yard plays, and uh, you would assume Mac is going to be fired up for this game, right? Oh yeah, there, there's already been some interviews on all that, and he like 
did not shy away from that. I think I also saw they said, are you excited for the people of London to see you? And he said, the people of London should be excited to see me. <laughs> Raiders have looked really good in two games and really bad in the other two games. Bears are a streaky team. I think when they get on a run, it kind of just rolls for a few yeah. games. And so this this defense is really hot. Uh being in London is something that I don't necessarily think you can cap, but just looking at numbers, favorites in London are 15-9 and nine against the spread since 2007. But one thing to note there is they're winning by an average of 18.5 points. I feel like a London game is one of those that you just look and all of a sudden it's like 28-3. to three. You're not necessarily sure how that happened, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree. I think that's one of those stats where... I mean, I mean this is just important in general where... You have to decide if one of these statistics you see is coincidence or something that matters. And to me, I think this is just like one of those coincidental things. It's not like hugely lopsided, and I, I don't think it makes like a huge difference. Like both teams are in the same situation. Um, the way they approach it is different, but I, I don't think like being a favorite necessarily means too much more. I mean, regardless of what we've said about the Raiders, they're 2-2, two and two, so, I mean, it's not like they're out of contention at this point. Yeah, so I, I lean Bears for the, the main fact of I think they get hot. I think their defense looks very good right now. Uh, what worries me is that the Raiders just saw a game plan that didn't work against the Bears with the Vikings. Yeah. Um, so they could start, you know, switch it up and... If Carr gets hot, that's that's the issue. If he just starts chucking the ball, they tried to make it a high-scoring game. And for whatever reason it's working, then obviously you're going to be in a, a problem with five and a half if you have the Bears. Yeah, I lean towards the Bears as well, but uh, I, I would say this is like indifferent for me. Um, this is probably just the game I want to stay away from. I could be convinced, but... Cool. Jets Eagles battle the flying things. The opening yeah. line is minus fourteen. There we go for, for the Eagles. Uh, Eagles are minus thirteen and a half in the super contest line. Over under is forty four. The action's about sixty percent on the Eagles. Jets are coming off a bye. Another thing that you just talked about. I was looking at stats of teams coming off bye, but I think that completely depends on your head coach where your team's at at the time. So. Yeah, didn't put anything in here on those those actual stats. I mean, I, I'll I'll comment on that because I looked at that too. Um, so it definitely is a factor and something to pay attention to. Um, so overall, um, and this is basically all time, fifty five percent against the spread for teams that are coming off a of bye. So it does make a difference, but there are differences in the situation whether teams a favorite, whether they're a dog, whether they're home whether they're away is very, very different, but there definitely is an advantage of having some time off. Yeah. One other thing to know is that Eagles are coming off of a Thursday night game. So they have more time to, to prepare. Yeah. So it's not necessarily yep. like they're off a bye, but they did have some, some extra days to prepare for the jets. Agreed. I don't know who the starting quarterback is yet for the jets. Is that announced? Um, I'm, to look it up as you saw. Yeah, so I for me there's I'm too many check. there's too many question marks going into this game. 
The Eagles executed in the red zone against the Packers. The Packers did not. That was the main. Uh, that was the main thing that that changed this game. I I hate betting against the Packers. I hope we don't have to do it again. But it was one of those games that the Packers would just drive the ball into the red zone. Then you're just holding your breath, watching Rodgers escape from the pocket, and some passes just went off fingertips. They had some bad play calling uh, around the like one to three yard line. Some turnovers. I was texting you. I, I could just see that that overtime cover happening for the Packers. You talked me uh, down. You were I just know. like, not not happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's very likely that Sam Darnold's going to be starting. Um, basically, they're you know they're playing that game of like, yeah, we'll see. But obviously, he's going to start. Um, but yeah, um, as as far as that Eagles pick. Um, I'm still rolling on Thursday night, dating back to last year, but I'm not going to force it. Um, but that situation was that like lopsided record thing, um, which there's not too much this week in regards to that. But that was that situation where they were one and two, zero and three against the spread for uh, the three zero Packers, who were three zero against the spread. Um, so just wanted to note that because I think that's important going forward. Um, and remind yeah, us, remind us what that that rule is. Yeah, it's essentially um, when there's lopsided records of teams losing, both in their actual record as well as against the spread record, versus a team that has a winning record with a winning against the spread record. There's typically some value on the dog because there's this extra pub- public perception of this team is so bad, um, which they could be. But um, it typically inflates the spread a little bit too much. Um, so there's usually some additional value on the dog. Cool. Uh, but for this game in particular, um, it, I'm probably going to stay away from it. Um, I could go either way with it, to be totally honest, if I had to. Um, I mean, uh, I hate that 13 and a half number as well. I guess I would lean towards the Jets, but I, I don't love it. Um, I do like the over in this game. Broncos Chargers Battle of the Cars. Did you get that one? Yeah, I did. Opening line minus six and a half. Over under is forty four and a half. Actions about sixty percent on the Chargers. Weird game for the Broncos because the previous three they didn't show up to the second half. Or yeah, didn't show up to the second half where here they finally show up in the first half and then they shut it down uh, offensively and let that Jaguars team come back. So they haven't been able to, to pull a full game together. But even though they're 1-3 against the spread, those are all four very close losses versus the Raiders, Bears, Packers, Jags. Um, if we want to go back to last year, they're 1-7 against the spread over their last eight, but only losing by an average of 7.1 points. So it seems like the hook's getting them almost every time. Chargers, even though they covered, like I, like before I, I talked about, they didn't look all that good uh, against the Dolphins. They were down 7-3 halfway through the first quarter. Uh, then they scored a touchdown. Then they the Dolphins, I think, missed two field goals, and then Chargers took advantage. They've had that OT, o, overtime win versus the Colts, a late win versus the Lions, and then a late loss to the Texans. Um, I was looking into thinking I've done this before in previous seasons, 
start thinking about teams that after a team plays that team, will they be more or less prepared or like mentally in a better place? So for playing against the Dolphins, it's like you just play a shitty team. Are you going to be able to get up for the next game? So just had that in mind, looked at it, and teams are 0-3 against the spread after playing the Dolphins. So let's see if that continues, but something to keep an eye on. Uh, Chargers, for me, are usually pretty unpredictable. I don't they can score 40 points. They can score 10 points versus these random defenses. Um, but it's a divisional game. Broncos absolutely need this game. Have kept it close. So I would I would lean for the Broncos here. I'd lean for the Broncos to just hate the 6.5 number. Yeah, I wish um, we so had 7. Yeah, so there's not um, too much more to say. Um, I'll, I'll bet it at 7, but I'll probably steer away from, from the contest at 6.5. Cool. Uh, Packers Cowboys. Why don't you open this one? Because I'm I'm kind of lost here. As as far as what? What are your thoughts? Or why am I um, lost? Yeah, I mean th- this is an interesting game. We got two teams that are both three and one. Uh, both three and one against the spread. Uh, Packers last week they lose a pretty close one to the Eagles, 27-34. Aaron Rodgers looked pretty good 34 for 53 Devonte adams goes off for 180 yards which is absolutely crazy um the cowboys on the other hand um lose a super low scoring game 10 to 12 to the saints but at at uh new orleans uh dak uh with some interceptions overall there's just some cowboys uh turnovers and i think that was uh more or less the difference in this game um the Packers, as, as, as you noted, uh, definitely had some red zone chances um, that really didn't um, turn it into any points, which was a huge difference for them. And even so, like that, that was one of those situations when you were texting me like, oh, man, are the Packers going to come back? Because that's what Aaron Rodgers does. Um, because this line is Cowboys minus 3.5, um, even though it's at home, I would definitely lean towards the Packers with the hook, but um, I, I could go either way on this one. I could be convinced um, towards either team. Um, I, I think there's just some better options on the slate than this game in particular. I could, I could see both teams coming out of this. Yeah, Packers almost seemed like too obvious of a play for me. Yeah. Uh, I also don't like betting against public favorites or public dogs sorry most of the money was on is on the the Packers currently on this uh but the Cowboys did just get absolutely shut down by the Saints but they could come home and you know completely switch their game plan bounce back bounce back we don't know who the Packers are with I think it's big if they don't have Devontae Adams here and then their defense showed up played very well three games and then uh, just a, an absolute offensive explosion against the the Eagles. So yeah, I I can't be convinced either way here. I would also lean lean the Packers though. Yep, same page. <laughs> Moving on. Colts Chiefs Chiefs are minus eleven uh, at home. The opening line was around eight and a half. Big over under here fifty six point five. One of those strange games where the, the public and Sharps were on the Chiefs. That's what drove that from 8.5 to 11. Colts, 
a game you talked me out of. I thought this was a game where before that they, they had a, a, a great game plan and executed against the Falcons and then just laid an egg against uh, the Raiders. They had some costly fumbles, a pick six. They had a very, it was one of those games with a very slow start versus the Raiders. The Raiders got two big, big play touchdowns and then they just couldn't recover from there. I mean, honestly, the score was closer than the game was. Right. Like, I, they basically lost by 14. Yeah, and then the uh, Mac and T.Y. Hilton, who knows if, if they'll be ready yet. And then the Chiefs, uh, that's just a scary team to bet against at home on prime time. Their win yep. has, wins have been against Jags, Raiders, Ravens, Lions. Possible bounce back for the Colts, but uh, I don't want to bet against uh, Mahomes in this spot. The line does seem pretty inflated, but I think you missed the best opportunity with that at being already crossed 10, which is a, a semi-key number. I think Colts will have a better effort, but I, I don't think there's enough. We won't have enough info for me until game time to which we have to secure our bets on Friday night, I think. So lean Colts, yeah. but uh, stay away from me. Yeah, I, I lean Chiefs, but it's a stay away from me too. I'm just not betting it against the Chiefs. I said this last week too for a team that's putting up as many points as they do week over week. Uh, it's just not happening. Cool. Browns 49ers opening line minus four over under 46 and a half. The action is uh, slightly on the Browns here. Browns finally fulfilled on that those preseason expectations. Mayfield threw for 343 yards against the Ravens. Uh, reminder that yep. game was away. Nick Chubb went off 165 rushing yards, including one, like an 85-yarder or something like that. And uh, they're allowing, though, 400 yards and 25 points per game. That's the, the Browns' defense. Um, but it seemed like their offensive line is finally protecting Mayfield. He didn't have to run out of the pocket each play. 49ers are off that bye week. Extra week to prepare. Yeah. Uh, they're a team that has looked very good. They, they could have blown out the Steelers if it wasn't for those uh, those five turnovers. And then they're averaging 32 points a game and have uh, nine sacks in three games. So are they going to be able to get after Mayfield? And they're fifth against the rush and seventh against the against the pass. So defense playing very well right now. Only laying three at home with a, a team against a team who just went off against the Ravens. People may have forgot about the 49ers just coming off that bye week, forgetting how good they have been playing. So offense that's clicking, coming off a bye, playing this team that just blew out. Uh, hypothetically great team. I I lean 49ers. I lean 49ers too. Uh, just, just to clarify that, it, the Super Contest line is minus 3.5 at home. Cool. Uh, so because of that hook, I'm, I'm probably going to stay away from it for the contest. I, I do definitely lean towards the 49ers. Um, kind of similar to um, the other buy game situation because this is a Monday night game, the Browns are getting an extra day as well. Um, so there's that factor of it. But um, home teams off a bye are 52.7% against the spread, and home favorites are 54.2% off a bye. Um, so there's definitely like some advantage there, but don't have too much stock in it. I, I just hate that extra 
hook on this line. All right. So that's all of them. So we need to revisit, see what we agreed on. Hey, they're working. My feet are soaked, but my cups are bone dry. Everything's coming up Millhouse. Vikings, Giants. Uh, we both like the Vikings? Yeah. Patriots, Redskins. Uh, nothing here. I yeah, Actually, yeah, I, right. I could lean on Pats, but not for I Super Contest. Or do you want to consider that? Uh, we'll keep it back pocket. All right, Vikings, Pats, Bears, Raiders, potentially, potentially Bears, Bucks, Saints. We were split. Both like the under. Jags, Panthers. Uh, we we like the Jags here. Yeah. Or lean towards them. Ravens, Steelers. Both like the Steelers. Yep. Uh, Titans, we like. Broncos, Chargers, we like Broncos, but that hook we don't like. I think so it sounds like we were probably um, most agreed on Jags, Steelers, and Titans. What we have left are Vikings, Pats, Bears. Someone at your door? Uh, yep, but keep moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably lean towards the Vikings and the Bears. I like that. All right, that is decided. Read it off. Jags, Steelers, Titans, Bears, Vikings. All right, let's do it. I think I can list off the over-unders. Actually, just just follow us on Twitter, at Better Coverage, and Instagram, same thing. Yeah. I think we can compi- compile all of our, our leans that turns in, turn into plays and then all the over-unders that we liked. And uh, I think those are where we can release our big plays, too. We don't have to come up with them now. We could... Uh, Shoot them like on our, our social handles. All right. All right. We got another 5-0 and in the books or what? I think so. I like it. I like it. I'm feeling good about it.